This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield, one up early, Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now, it's on the outside, he's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Yes, hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Evan, here on the Turfcast podcast YouTube channel and of course the Turfcast podcast. I'm pleased to say that I'm joined by Charlie from the Blue Blitz CFC YouTube channel. How you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, um, obviously a nice win for us against Fulham on Monday night. So it breathes the confidence into the sides. We have been struggling a little bit early doors this season. But yeah, no, mate, happy to be here and looking forward to getting stuck into it. Yeah, happy days. Just before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that Turfcast is, of course, sponsored by Green King Sports, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the course of the 23-24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter whether you're based in Burnley or Brighton, you can catch every single minute of the action. So please keep an eye out during the season for events, offers, content and competitions that put you closer to the action. And this will include... 
codes, I've been told, that will get money off rounds at Green King Pub. So um, get ready to download the Green King app, everybody, but don't download it yet because you'll need it. And if you've already downloaded it, there might be an issue getting the, the, the free round or whatever it is. I need to send some emails and make sure we get that sorted. But let's get into the pregame show then. Charlotte, talk to me about your season so far because, yes, you've just mentioned it there. You've got the win against Fulham now, so you've got to probably go into this with a bit more confidence than what you would have done without um but it's not been the best of start has it to put it uh, nicely no it hasn't mate i think when we looked at the the fixtures when they come out at the start of the season we looked at our sort of first five six games or whatever and you think right okay liverpool first game of the season bit bit of a almost a free hit as it were new manager big game at home uh you know there's no form to go off uh so it's kind of a 50 50 draw fair result we could have we could have we could have won that game to be honest but look that didn't do too badly. And then you're looking at the others, West Ham, Villa, Forest, Bournemouth, all in all in your first five or six games. You're thinking, I know there's no easy games in the Premier League, but you're thinking we should have maybe three or four wins in, in, in the first five games. But hasn't hasn't happened like that. Um, look, I think it's naive to think that we were going to go from last season's disaster to suddenly, with all these new players, new manager, the club literally transformed from top to bottom in 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 less than a year or just over a year, sorry. Um, and we were going to instantly click on the pitch. It hasn't worked that way. Um, look, the, res- the the performances have been better than the, the points total suggests. Like, it's not like we've been playing awful football. Maybe, maybe the Forest game aside, um, and at times in the Villa game. But generally speaking, like we've created more than enough chances to, to win a lot of the games we've played this season. But the same problem we've had is that we don't have someone that can put the ball in the back of the net on a consistent basis. And that's where I feel a little bit, of sorry for, for, for Pochettino because you know he's coached wins. I mean, I think we're the only side this season to have won every game on XG, and I know that doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't get you points, but it goes it goes to show that we're not playing badly. We're creating a lot of chances and a lot of good chances. We're just putting not putting the ball in the back of the net. I think now that you know we've been we're get, we're getting more games together. We're getting more games under the belt. The players are getting a little bit more used to each other, and the manager's been there a little bit longer now. Things are starting to click into gear. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh my God, we're we're back and we're going to start flying up the table because we've won we've won the game in the cup and we beat and we beat a poor Fulham side." Of, of course not, but you know the confidence is getting there and things are starting to gel. You're seeing partnerships forming a little bit better on the pitch now. So I'm kind of cautiously optimistic for the rest of the, for the sort of for the, the the next part of the season coming up. We've got a real tough run of fixtures after the international breaks. So after Saturday when we play you boys, we've got Arsenal, Brentford, City, Newcastle, Spurs, Man United, all, all in the space of about five six weeks. So that's going to kind of really tell us where we're at mm-hmm. this team. But I think look, it's starting to come together slowly, but there's still a bit of a way to go. So, yes, not what we wanted at the start of the season, but it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. So hopefully we can improve a lot more over the course of the season, which I'm confident we can do. Yeah, fair enough. It's um, You mentioned there you feel like the um, issue is, of course, uh, putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, but is that is that the only issue or is that like the bigger issue of quite a few things? So I do want to talk to you about Nicholas Jackson as well, because he's come in and not really hit the ground running. Uh, got a goal, I think, against Luton, was it, yeah. when you beat Luton? Um, yeah, but obviously not, 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 not the best start to his career at Chelsea. Um, is, it, is it a problem with just your strikers or is it, because you said you'd be creating chances as well, so I presume you're quite happy with the chances created and you mentioned next year as well then. So is it just an issue with the strikers and then predominantly Jackson? Uh, look, I think it's an, uh, the attacking further pitch has been an issue. It's not just a, a new issue this season. It's been an issue for 
a number of years. Um, but look, defensively, I think we're good. Even last season when we were pretty much losing every single week, we weren't taking a hammering. You know, we were letting in one, maybe two goals tops. Defensively, we were pretty good. Defensively, this season, we started the season very well. I think we're in the top two or top three. We've we've hardly considered any goals this season so far. Um, so I don't worry about that. The balance in midfield is getting a lot better now. Enzo and Caicedo, that pivot there is going to be good. Gallagher's done a good job at the start of the season uh, where you've got Nkunku to come back. So I don't, I don't worry about that. You've got Lavia to come into the midfield as well, who's obviously injured. Uh, so I don't worry about that. It really, for me, I know it sounds kind of basic and, it kind of maybe it's too simplistic, but it is just putting the ball in the back of the net on a regular basis. And that's like the hardest thing to do. And, you know, when you say, oh, we just need to score more goals, that's quite a big problem. It's not like yeah. it's it's a lot easier to fix letting goals in, I feel, or maybe a few tweaks in midfield here and there. But putting the ball in the back of the net is so hard. And that's why we struggle so much this season, because when you don't put the ball in the back of the net and you're susceptible to maybe making an individual error or giving up one or two opportunities, it only really takes one goal. To, to beat us uh, at this point in time. So I do worry that we go a goal down. That's kind of the game done. But in terms of Nicholas Jackson, um, look, he had a very good preseason. I think he maybe, I don't want to say conned us into thinking he was better than he is. I think that's really the wrong word. But do you know what I mean? You get like a little bit carried away. You think, wow, he's hit the ground running in preseason. Of course, a good preseason is better than a crap preseason. Um, but I think it made people think perhaps he was a little bit better than he was. Look, I, I like him, but. I think he's. I think he's good. He runs the channels well. He links up play well. He's pacey. He's got good hold up play. He's not the best in the air for someone of his size. He, he needs to improve on that aspect. He probably needs to improve his finishing as well, like a lot of players still do. He's rough around the edges, but he he works hard. Um, he just needs a bit more. He needs a bit more support. And I think getting Broyer back fit again. I'm not necessarily saying that he's the answer, but getting him back fit again, having a different option, having a competition for his position, will hopefully push him on. But yeah, look, it's. He's, he's been all right. Uh, got the goal in the Carabao Cup against Brighton uh, last midweek, which hopefully boosts for his confidence. Um, and he should be he's, he's back in contention to to start on Saturday. So uh, look, I'm not saying he's the answer, but, you know, he, he, he needs help. And I think it's just a bit more confidence as well, really. I suppose when you start winning and stuff, confidence improves. But yeah, maybe he's a little bit short on confidence and he just needs a bit more coaching, a bit more developing because he's still a young kid. Um, you know, he's not played a lot of senior football. He's obviously a Senegalese international. He was at Villarreal last season. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, I'm not going to say he's going to score loads of goals this season, but I think we still need someone more senior, a bit more experienced to come in for these younger lads to learn off at the top end of the pitch. Yeah, because obviously you've got Palmer as well coming from City. Easy, we we were actually linked with him, and I remember thinking at the time like, wow, that would be a massive coup if we could get someone like that. And of course, as soon as Chelsea were involved, there were no <laughs> chance. Um, is he a similar thing? Bit bit young, started life a little slowly. Um, just just needs some experience heads around him. Do you think to get the best out of him? I, th I think it's the same for a lot of these players. Palmer's had a really bright start. Um, he he started his, got his first start in the Carabao Cup against Brighton. He was brilliant. Um, he was good against Fulham on Monday night and the three appearances in the Premier League he's had from the bench prior to that. He's looked exciting. He's one of those players that, you know, you can tell he's been through sort of the, the Pep Guardiola education. You know, he's he gets he, he doesn't shy away from the ball. He wants to get on the ball. Every time he gets on the ball, he looks to make something happen. One thing I've noticed with him as well was like, he's really good at turning over possession. Like I particularly noticed it on Monday night at Craven Cottage. He's always alert to pounce on mistakes, turning the ball over. Um, look, of course, you know, he's a young, he's a young kid still, like like a lot of them are 21 years of age. I think he is maybe just 22. Um, 
lots of ability there. But but again, needs development. Um, you know, Raheem Sterling kind of took him under his winger at, at Man City when when he first broke through there, and I think the same things happening uh, at Chelsea now. So that 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 experience there is going to be good. But I think with a lot of these young kids, like with young players, you just need to run a game. You just need to be playing mm-hmm. regularly. Um, trust on the manager, be allowed to make mistakes, be allowed to learn from those mistakes, um, and, and hopefully they'll develop. But I think th- the future is definitely exciting. The future, obviously, being the next few years, I think it, it looks promising for the club. It just depends how quickly we're going to improve and at what rate we're going to improve over the course of this season. It is only one win, as I said, against Fulham. But, you know, we, we looked good in that first half. We managed the game in the second half. So I feel confident going forward this season. But yeah, look, when you bring so many new players, in particularly young players, you're going to get inconsistencies. You're going to have some good games, some crap games. And I think that's probably something we're going to see throughout the course of the season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's understandable that, to be honest, because we've got quite a young squad. I think actually ours is the youngest in the Premier League at the minute. So it's good to hear you say something like, you know, these young players just need a run of games that they'll come good and they'll get consistent. I think that's the same with those. There's a lot of question marks surrounding a lot of our players at the minute. Uh, particularly James Trafford, who I myself have just said in in the, in the fan reaction from yesterday that I'm not 100% convinced with. But again, he's, he's a young keeper. Um, there's uh, other people as well. Luca Corley-Orsho, who looks a gem. He will just get better and better and better. And pretty much any, anyone um, in, in, the, in the side, really, apart from apart from the senior heads like your Brownells, your Taylors, uh, and your Roberts and your Cullens. You've still got Al Dakil at the back. He's going to play for Belgium um, on a regular basis when he's older. He just needs to... Just needs a consistent run of games, play at this level, and he will improve. So it's good to hear you say that. I feel like we're in a similar sort of um, situation with that with our youngsters. Um, I want to ask you about Pochettino because you touched on him briefly at the start. You said you feel sorry for him at the minute because you're winning that these battles in midfield. You you know you're producing high xG, all the stuff that a manager's tactics can help you with. Uh, but a one thing like a manager's tactics can't help you with is putting the ball in the back of net. So do you think that your slow start is um, <clears throat> not because of Pochettino and his tactics and you're quite happy with him at the minute? Yeah, I'm happy with him. Look, of course, you know, after we lost against Forest, after we lost against Villa, um, look, there's certain tactical things that he's done in the setup that myself and other fans haven't been particularly happy with. Obviously, the Ben Chilwell is injured now, but the Ben Chilwell left-wing experiment, uh, that went on f- for far too long. Clearly, clearly wasn't going to work. Um, Levi Colwell playing at left-back, look, he's done well there and he's a top player. Uh, but we, we, we want to see him in the centre. But look, he's done a good job there. And, you know, if, if that's where he fits in the side at this point in time, then you can I suppose you can kind of get by with it. Uh, obviously, playing Enzo Fernandez as a number 10 uh, is not conducive to his skill set. So it's a little bit frustrating to see that. But against Fulham, we saw it, he saw it switched around. And actually, we had our most rounded performance of the season. Um, and the midfield balance looked on point. So little changes like that. Um, some of the subs, the, the bit has been a bit more... R- Pro- reactive rather than proactive in certain in-game situations mm. but we're talking about kind of little fine-tuning things here no 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 major major criticisms and the biggest thing for me is that you know everyone wants to be at the football club now we got rid of there, that mass clear out in the summer we got rid of all the players that didn't want to be there um potentially bad attitudes uh negative uh sort of mindset around the place and we've got a group of players that are young hungry and all want to play for the football club and it's been a long time since we've had that the mood around the place is a lot better um, you know, the manager speaks well. Look, that, that's always not the most important thing. I'd rather, I don't really care what they say as long as you win. But you know, when you sort of, you, you feel confidence when your manager speaks in press conferences or speaks mm-hmm. under games, I think that, 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 that makes a big difference as well. And there's just a bit of a feel-good factor around the place. Of course, the results, we, we need them to be better. We should, we should have more points on the board. Everyone's fully aware of that. But I think there's a belief in the manager and what he's doing and the players buying into the methods, the players like him. Um, so, 
yeah, look, I, I'm not saying he's going to win loads of trophies here because I, I, I don't know if he is or not. But I certainly think right now where Chelsea are at this stage of, of the so-called project with all these young players, I don't really think there's a better manager that we could have at this point in time. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm quite surprised at how positive and, and and confident you sound about Chelsea at the minute. I expected you to be a little bit more downbeat because there's a lot of noise surrounding Chelsea at the minute. And I know noise isn't always in, inclusive of what the fans think. Um, there's been a lot, a lot of noise surrounding Burnley recently because of the tough start that we've had. But a lot of the fans were able to look back and say, look at the teams we've played. Let's try and look at the bigger picture here. Is the attitude that you have mirrored across the fan base? Is a lot of your fans in the actual fan base still quite happy and content or is there a lot of noise within the fan base as well? Uh, it, it, it depends who you speak to, I guess, really. Look, I think, obviously, I think still a lot of fans from a certain generation, perhaps, like, like myself, that have only grown up with the club winning everything, you mm. know, they're, they're still struggling to adjust to the fact that this isn't Chelsea under Roman. This is a different Chelsea. We've gone down a completely different route. Football's evolved from the days where you could just sack a manager, bring one in, win the league, rinse and repeat like, like, like we've done many times in the past. The Premier League's a lot more competitive now. Um, the playing squad wasn't the same back then as it was as it is now. Um, so I think a lot of play- people are struggling to differentiate between uh, the Roman era and the new era and the new direction we're looking to go down. That The standards are always the same at Chelsea to try and win every competition you're in. That, that's not going to change. But I think a lot of people are struggling to accept that right now we're not really in a position to be hitting the standards that we that we have. Um, and it's about getting there. Of course, we all want to win. Of course, we want to win as quickly as possible. Of course, we want more points on the board. Of course, we've been disappointed with performances so far this season. But I think there's got to be an acceptance that this is going to take time and that this is not the Chelsea of old. This is a Chelsea that's heading into a new era, a new direction. And I guess like the fear of the unknown is it doesn't sit well with fans either. You know, they, we, we sort of knew what we were getting under Roman. We knew we were going to win and, and stuff. And right now, under this new ownership, this new direction... We're not sure if that. We're not sure when that's going to win. I, I think people are confident we will win again and we will win trophies, but people don't know when that's going to be. They don't know if it's going to be this season. It's going to be in three years, five years. Do you, do you know what I mean? So that uncertainty kind of raises a, raises a few concerns amongst the fan base. I think that's a normal thing to happen when you've been so used to winning. You want to get back to winning as soon as possible, and with a completely new playing squad, pretty much. You don't know when that's going to happen. But look, generally speaking, I think a lot of people are patient. And I think the one thing with football fans is that, like, the, and the difference between this and Graham Potter, when we had Graham Potter in charge last season, is that you can actually see we are playing well. We're creating a lot of chances and there are improvements. Even if we're losing games, you can see, do you know what? We've played well in parts of that game. You can see what we're trying to do. There's a clear idea. Whereas last season, you know, there was no idea. We didn't look like getting any better across any games. And, and, and that's kind of the difference to me. As a fan, if you're losing, you hate it. But if you can see an idea and, and clear progressions, then it's a little bit easier to accept. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com that's yeah, I totally get that. Uh, you touched on it briefly there. You said, you said we're not under Roman anymore. This isn't Chelsea under Roman. Of course, it's now Todd Bowley. What have you made of of Todd and, and what he's trying to do at Chelsea? Because he's doing things a little differently, isn't it? There's 10-year contracts thrown like over a billion quid at, at playing staff. Um, got some stuff wrong, I think, outside looking in. But what 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 do you think uh, of him so far and his, and his tenure at the club so far? You know, I, I like him. I think, look, I don't think one thing you can't knock is the intent. And, and the ambition, like they're going to back this team. You know, the investment in the playing staff's been massive. They're obviously looking to redo the training ground and whatnot, uh, doing various bits and pieces a- a- around the stadium. You know, things that kind of go a little bit unnoticed um, because people are really only focused about what's going on on the pitch. Uh, look, I think it's fair to say that mistakes were made when he first came in. I think, you know, obviously as a new owner, you want to put your stamp on things and, and-, and change a few bits. Of course you do. But I think there was probably far too many changes far too quickly um and you know i think last season i think we maybe paid for it a little bit on the football pitch i'm not saying his approach was the reason why we were crap uh it, mm. I, I don't think that's i don't think you can draw that conclusion maybe it didn't help i don't think the recruitment was particularly good there maybe seemed a bit of a lack of a plan last year um but look now i think this summer's different he's had his feet under the table a little bit longer he's got that sporting department in place he very much now takes care of the business side of things and lets the, the sporting director, the, the scouts, the recruitment department, all those data guys take care of, of kind of the footballing decisions, the transfer window and all that. Um, so I think I think that's good as well. He's now not doing the deals, even though he was good at getting deals done. Uh, he, he's kind of taken a bit of a backseat from that. So look, I, I'm excited by, by what he's doing. I'm excited by the direction the club could be heading in. But I think it's absolutely fair to say that he has got things wrong. Um, and look, you're, you're going to get things wrong when you're a new owner. When you're a new owner, when you're coming into a new sport, you don't know football. You're going to get things wrong. I think every ownership that's come in has, has got things wrong when they were when they in, in the first year or so, or the first few months of being in charge. Mm. It, it, it's, it's part of the process, really. And as long as those mistakes going forward aren't repeated, which hopefully they won't be, then look, these guys are successful businessmen. They want to make money on on this investment. And the quickest way to make money is by making sure your team wins. So you hear people say, oh, you know, they're only in it for the money. They don't want the team to win. To make money, you need to win. So they, they, yeah. they, want, this to, they want this team to win. Um, so look, yes, he's made mistakes. But overall, I, I like the ownership. I like the, I like the ambition. I like the direction we're going in. And I think, look, I think there's some exciting years ahead. It just depends how long it's going to take to get to those, to those winning ways. Yep, fair enough. Um, you mentioned there some exciting years ahead, uh, but let's just uh, scale it back to this year. Then currently eleventh, um, which you know I, I'm, it's better than what it was before you win at Fulham, um, but still not where Chelsea want to be. What's your ambitions then for the season now? Do you think top four might be too far? I mean, I think I think we can all agree title a title challenge is oh, too far. No chance. But um, do, do you think top four it is a little bit too far? Is that still where you're aiming, or is it more try and get into the Europa League, Conference League? We have to get in the Champions League. It's as simple as that. You know, yes, we've we spent all this money, you know, spread it over the contracts, well publicised it. Everyone knows about that. But this spending does require us to get in the Champions League and get that revenue. Mm. We, 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 we do need that. There's no point pretending that we can go on these sort of freeloading spending uh, trips and, and, and think, oh, it doesn't matter if we don't get Champions League. We need Champions League football. It's going to be tough. Hopefully top five spaces, although based on the results so far from the English teams in the Champions League. Uh, we, 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 need, we need a bit more assistance to get that fifth place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, need, we need a few of them to get out of the group stage, which is not looking likely for a couple at this point in time. But 
yeah, look, it has to be Champions League football. Uh, you know, it's not been the best of starts. You don't want to give up a lot of points, but I think we're about seven points off the Champions League spaces um, after seven games, which, look, it's not great. You know, you want to be closer than that, but it's not insurmountable. And I think when I look at the teams that are ahead of us and the teams that we're chasing... I look at our room, our ceiling for improvement, and I think our ceiling to improve as a team is a lot bigger than some of the sides we're going to be competing with uh, for those for those positions. So, like teams like Brighton, teams like Tottenham, um, Newcastle, etc. Good sides, but how much better are those teams going to get over the course of the season? For me, they might get a little bit better, but they're not going to get a lot better. Whereas I think for us right now, our, our ceiling to improve is, is high. And I think we can get a lot. We can get a lot better as the season goes on. Look, I'm not saying it's going to happen because you have to go and do it on the pitch. But our potential to to get much much better is significantly higher than, than those teams we're going to be competing with. So that that gives me some confidence. But look, I'm not, under no illusions. We've got a tough run coming up. Um, you've not had the best of starts. The Premier League's so competitive now this season. Um, I think the most competitive it's ever been, particularly going for those Champions League spaces, those European spaces. So it's going to be a really tough ask. And we're going to have to get ourselves together pretty quickly and get a decent run of wins together to, to really try and get ourselves right in the mix. Yeah, let's look. Let's focus on the weekend then, of course. Saturday, three o'clock, uh, I think it is off the top of my head. Uh, Turf Moor, Burnley versus Chelsea. What sort of game are you expecting? How are you expecting Chelsea to set up a, 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 and try and breach the Burnley defence? I think we'll be. I think we'll be unchanged uh, from from the game against Fulham. Uh, there's no need to change a winning team. It's really our best performance of the season so far. The only decision that's going to have to be made is whether he persists with Breuer up front still, or whether Nicholas Jackson mm. comes back into the lineup after his suspension. Um, for me, Breuer obviously had to come off after 60 odd minutes on Monday night. Uh, not not injured, but look, just hasn't played any football like that amount of football for 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 quite a while after that ACL injury. So. Let's see how he recovers. Um, he gives us a slightly different profile, a different option up there. I suspect Nicholas Jackson will probably come back in. Uh, Caicedo, who went off injured towards the end of the game, is expected to be fit. Mudrick, who was subbed at halftime, they're still assessing him. So I think that'll probably go right up to, to the Friday, maybe, maybe even the morning of the game about whether he's going to feature or not. But let's presume he is. It'll be, I think it'll be Mudrick one side, Palmer, uh, Palmer on the other side, and then midfield of Gallagher, uh, Gallagher sort of slightly more advanced, Enzo Caicedo pivot, and then stick with the same backline. Obviously, Malagusto still suspended, Reese James injured, so Cucurella will continue at right back. Um, Cole will play left back, and we'll have Silver and the Sassy in the middle. So I expect us to set up exactly the same way, try and move the ball quickly, uh, exploit the wings. Uh, that's going to be where I think a lot of our play will go through, a lot of the ball going through Cole Palmer, a lot of it going through Mudrick. Um, and I expect us to, to create chances. It's just the same issue. Are we going to stick those chances away? I expect it to be quite a tight game. We do mm. do quite well at Turf Moor. I mean, obviously, I think mm. not last season, the season before, I think we put, the, the, I remember the first half was dreadful and then we scored four in the second half. So, you know, that like we, we are due a performance where we, we, we're going to stick a few goals away. It will all click at some point. Hopefully, from my perspective, it's Saturday, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's just about winning. I do expect it to be a tight game. Uh, it's two sides that, do struggle to put the ball in the back of the net. I think it's fair to say that there, there is quite a gap in quality, but at the end of the day, you know, it's about what happens on the day and we have to turn up and, and put a performance in. But I'm not expecting an easy game because there are there are no easy games in the Premier League. So I think it will be a tight affair and maybe not too many goals. 
I feel I feel like we're in a bit of a similar position as well. Like we're just waiting for it to click as well. Like yes, we've got the win last time out, so we're going to go into this with a bit more confidence. So who knows that might help. But there's just been a little bit of you know, inconsistency. You know, yes, we've played against some tough sides, um, but there's been like patches where we've been good, uh, and we're just thinking, well, these patches, if we can turn them into ninety minutes, because even last night against Luton, obviously we're recording this on Wednesday, so the game was last night. For those of you who aren't listening to it on Wednesday. Um, we only played well for like 65 minutes. Then after that, Luton like just dominated us for, for the next 25. And, and and we can't let teams like Chelsea do that. Like if Chelsea have the amount of possession and chances that Luton had, then you'll score two or three, even with your um, current issues um, uh, uh, up front. Um, but I forgot to ask, actually, Ian Markson, you mentioned there you expect oh, yeah. Cucurella to play left back. Obviously, love Ian, did very well at Burnley last season. Um, was over the moon when I saw the news that it's looking like Chelsea have said, yes, he can go, Burnley, you will have him. Then he turned around and said, no, I was gutted. I think I think with Ian, we are a far better side. I don't get me wrong, Charlie Taylor's come in recently after his Vincent's random experiments at left-back, which didn't work. Uh, Charlie's come in and been fantastic, but we're just missing some on that left-hand side, and, and Ian would be brilliant. But you said there, you mentioned uh, you think Cucurello will still play. Is, is Markson not really in first-team thinking then? Because he, he came on in the second half, didn't he, against Fulham, yeah. and it was getting forward at will and played very, very well. I think he's in first team thinking, but just not in defence. Pochettino in the preseason used him in the three behind the lone striker, uh, left hand side, right side ten. He played in all those positions, and he's played every time he's played this season. He's played in in in, a, in an attacking role. I don't think Poch sees him as a defender, or certainly not in this Chelsea side. Um, but I think he's probably best as a wing back. You know, obviously in that that Championship season when you won last mm-hmm. season, he was in the team of the year. He was scoring goals. He was assisting. He was brilliant. Um, I think he is much better higher up the pitch. The only problem is there's a lot of competition for places higher up the pitch. And does he possess the attacking prowess like a Mudrick, like a Cole Palmer, like a Raheem Sterling, like an Nkunku when he's fit? He probably mm. doesn't. So it's look, I, I like him. I think he's a talented boy. There will be options, there will be opportunities for him, as many as he wants, probably not. Um, he's out of contract at the end of this season. We need to get him tied down to a new deal. Otherwise, we will have to sell him in January to try and get a little bit of money for him. But look, we, we like him. He's a good player. It's just going to be one of those where, as good as he is, he perhaps isn't quite as good as the options that we've got competing for those positions. But he can certainly do a job for the team. And if Mudrick weren't to be fit, I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't start because it, it would hurt, I think, if he scored uh, and, and celebrated. But I've still got fingers crossed that we can come back in in January. Um, I'm surprised you didn't tie him down to a contract in the summer because then you could have loaned him out again. Um, obviously, you can't loan someone out uh, in the last year of the contract. Uh, I think when they're under a certain age, or it might be whatever age, I'm not sure in the exact wording of, of, of the actual law. Um, but I'm still hopeful we can get him in January. But I think for that to happen, he has to be sat on the bench a lot. And so far, you know, he has been sat on the bench a lot. So fingers crossed we're in a healthy position and we can go back and get him in January. Now, you've mentioned how you expect you to set up. How? Like, what sort of style do you play in? Is it... Is it uh, an in-your-face aggressive style? Because I'll be honest, I've not watched Chelsea yet at all this season. I briefly watched the Liverpool game, but I was at a cricket match, um, so I didn't, I didn't watch it too much. Um, so how? what is your actual style of play? How, how are you going to play against us? I think just front foot football, pressing from the front. Uh, Pochettino likes high energy, high work rate in the side. You're going to see that. Conor Gallagher sort of epitomises that. Um, getting the ball out wide, you know, using the midfield well. Uh, transitions in the midfield, important. Um, yeah, just just trying to play exciting brand of football, really. 
Um, we're, we're still developing an identity under Pochettino. It's not been that many games yet, but I would say, look, Chelsea defensively solid, uh, good in the midfield, and we've got threats up front. So it's kind of it's not counter-attacking football, although we can play well on the counter. It's more sort of, you know, it's kind of possession-based, but then being able to create a lot of chances as well. So look, I'm not saying like we play the best football in the league by any accounts. We we, we certainly don't, but. I think we're we're quite efficient, you know. We're, we've got a, a way about us where we can create chances, we defend well, um, and if you're going to beat us, then you're going to have to play pretty well. Your your the opposition have to play well as well to, to beat us. You know, we do we as good as we are defensively, we do sometimes have an individual mistake in us, and we will give up mm. a couple of chances a game. That, that, that's just what happens. We do. You're not you're not going to play a game against us and not get a couple of chances. Absolutely, well, I think like with most teams. Um, they will give up opportunities. It's just whether you can make the most of those. So look, I think what I would describe it as is a, an, an exciting brand of football that's kind of still in the in the development phase. Yep, fair enough. Uh, last question on the match from me. Um, prediction, what's your prediction for Saturday? Well, I feel a lot more confident now after the Monday night win. Um, obviously, you're going to have confidence after beating Luton. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I feel like this is a game that we should be winning. Um, so I'm going to back my boys. I'm, I'm going to go for a, for a two nil win. Interesting. I think we'll score. Um, I think we, we're quite, we, yes, we've uh, struggled a little bit with certain areas up front, but, um, that's recently because Lyle Jackson's, uh, Lyle Jackson, Lyle, Lyle Foster's been out. I'm getting confused with uh, Nicholas Jackson, because, <laughs> uh, uh, Lyle Foster's been out, obviously got sent off at Forest with him back in, we score goals, uh, and especially with Berg playing, uh, in, in the 10 role or the attacking mid role. Um, I, he he obviously got the assist last night against Luton um, for that first goal, and I, I I just I just think we score. And I noticed that you said you feel like you've got a mistake in you, and I, we press quite well, so I think we might be able to 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 try and capitalise on one of these mis- and try and enforce maybe a few more mistakes than you usually make. Um, I do think we concede though. Um, I think your midfield will probably have the best of of, of the midfield battle. Um, but yeah, I've got confidence as well after a Luton win. Uh, I know it's only Luton, even though I don't like saying that. Um, but you know, Chelsea are, like you said, much better on the pitch, so it's going to be a lot more difficult. But I'm going to go one-one, um, hoping in more than expectation. Um, I wouldn't obviously be surprised to see a two-nil a two-nil Chelsea win, but. Yeah, it's it's the confidence that I've got from the win against Luton and slightly a bit of confidence from your poor start. I just wish for our benefit, you know, you didn't get that win last time out um, because it just seems to be typical Burnley, Sod's Law. Newcastle beat um, Sheffield United 8-0, then City before they play us. Even Luton won the game before they played us and then you get a win, so uh, typical. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoy the game, mate. I hope you have a good game. Um, and I just want to say from every Burnley fan ever, good luck in the next round of the Carabao Cup, mate. I hope you absolutely Oh, smash yeah, you got Blackburn, them. little Langs. <laughs> I hope you're yeah. primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope yeah. absolutely smashing, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so, mate. We've got that coming up next month. So, yeah, hopefully we can we can progress in that one. We, we should be able to beat them and, and, and see them off. I don't think they're anything special at this point in time. So, yeah, hopefully for the Burnley fans, we, we can get that job done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, fingers crossed you do, mate. Um, although we have completed that rivalry there. You did say that length rivalry. That rivalry has been completed now. Yeah. We've won the league <laughs> at their place. There's nothing more you yeah. can do. Like We've completed it. So I don't really see them as rivals anymore, just <laughs> annoying little cousins. Um, but just want to let everyone know where they can find you and your content if they want to digest some uh, Blue Brothers CFC stuff. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Blue Brother CFC is my YouTube channel, uh, doing all Chelsea stuff, opposition previews, match reviews, vlogs at the games, all, all sorts of things going on there. So yeah, nearly at 7,000 subscribers. So if you want to help me out on the journey to get there, then it's yeah. Blue Brother CFC. And also on Chelsea Fan TV as well, if you want to go and check out stuff over there as well. Yeah, happy days. Make sure you do that. Well, Charlie, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, good chat. It lasted a little bit longer than usual because you're a very good talker. Some very good answers there. Got some great insight into Chelsea Football Club. Good luck for the rest of the season just after Saturday, but especially in the next round of the Carabao Cup. No, nah, cheers. Thanks for having me on, mate. Cheers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.